I think, um, you know, the, the way to be successful in, you know, in the startup world is to build a, a really good product, which is what we focused on. We have our CTO has been here the entire time. He's been here for nine years and we have our core developers have been here the entire time and other people have been here for five or six years that, you know, so that's the key. You build a great product and you get some good customers early on and you listen to them, right? And you see, okay, that's MLB needs the same thing that the World Surf League needs, that the NBA needs, and you start to hear the same needs and you have a good team that's able to put the product, you know, kind of keep it ahead of the curve. And that's, that's what we've been able to do. And that's how success happens. From Entrepreneur Magazine, my name is Robert Tuckman. I self-funded, built up, and eventually sold two businesses to major players in the sports and entertainment industry. And I am fascinated by other entrepreneurial minds and what drives high-achieving people. So on this podcast, we're going to learn what they've learned and what it takes to really succeed. Sean Green is not only a former Major League Baseball star, but he is the founder of Greenfly, a fundamentally new way for organizations and their advocates to collaborate at any scale. The Greenfly platform powers the future of fandom by automating the continuous flow of short-form digital media for sports and entertainment organizations. Although Sean was a Major League Baseball player for 15 seasons, I was convinced that Greenfly might be his biggest hit ever. Yeah, not, I wouldn't say really for business. Um, you know, with a, a Jewish mom, she was always pushing me to become a doctor, right? So I, I was a good student, worked hard in school, and um, was always trying to, you know, absorb as, as much information as I can, learn as much as I can about different things. But um, my plan was always to play baseball and to, you know, if that didn't work out, then, you know, go to, go to med school and try to go that, that path. But, you know, business always, it always intrigued me, especially when I was playing um, later, later on. And I'd see different people come through the clubhouse and I'd, you know, get excited to meet, you know, successful business folks in the community and all that. But um, as a kid, it was more, you know, it was more about baseball and just working hard in school to, to give myself a chance to do some, some things outside of baseball, you know, where it, if it weren't to work out the way I was hoping it would. Yeah. Well, you know, when you talk about that and, and obviously having an incredible career, getting to the major leagues and as uh, you know, mentioning I'm a, a, a diehard Mets fan. So I, I enjoy doing this uh, podcast with you. And, uh, but, but when you were in that clubhouse and, and you saw some of these folks coming through and obviously at the time, it really, you know, when you were playing, it was when so many things were converging within sports and entertainment. Do you have any memories or recall certain people you met, certain certain uh, individuals where, you know, it really got you starting to think uh, about post-career and, and what you could do? Yeah, and that's a good question. And there, there's so many, it's hard to just pull, pull them right yeah. up. But I will say in Toronto, um, our team doctor was, you know, he had started an orthotics company and, and it was a public company in Canada. And it just really intrigued me because, you know, his first career was, and he, you know, he was one of the team doctors and he had a great practice. And, you know, you know I kind of pick his brain. We're still good friends. It's like, you know, why were you doing this? You know, he's just, 
he loved the game of business. And, you know, obviously everyone, you know, part of that game is everyone wants to be successful and make money and all that, but it's really about the game. And as an athlete, you're playing a game and you're trying to constantly get better and, and figure out ways to improve. And, and, you know, that's, I, I like to solve problems and, um, that's how I approached baseball is trying to figure out what the pitchers were going to throw, what their tendencies were, all that type of stuff, the swing that, you know, how do I make my swing better? Um, how do I have a better state of mind with med- meditating or whatever it is? And that's what I wanted. That's what I loved about baseball. And you can get that anywhere. If, if you approach it with that same kind of solving problem of the game mindset. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, thinking about it and, and, and after you retired, you started, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greenfly in 2014. And I'm not sure when you retired, but was there any time in between when you were thinking about businesses and, and then how did it come about finally that you did start Greenfly? Yeah, no, I, I, so I messed around, you know, with a friend in the community, a couple different things and nothing worked out, but I, I, I learned a lot and got, um, I kind of got the bug and it was, I would say it was around 2013 or so where I, you know, I kind of learned enough to be, to be dangerous and like, you know, I formed an LLC and I, you know, said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to build a prototype. And one thing that's, you know, kind of tricky when, as you know, after a career in baseball, you know, I made good money and, uh, at a young age. So it's like, I kind of learned like, Hey, the smart thing to do is to not go at it and try to throw a bunch of money at something and just try to be, you know, build a proof of concept and be conservative with this type of approach. And that's what I did. And kind of started building a platform that was really a, a kind of a video Q and A It's still all about content in sports and which is, you know, the, the common theme today with, with Greenfly, but it was about pulling content from experts in sports, which is former players and, you know, team doctors talking about injuries, whatever it would be, and kind of giving this, um, this kind of path to, to great content for the leagues, teams, or, you know, broadcast partners, whoever it was. And we started doing a couple of trials, but uh, that was really the original thought was to do that. And the proof of concept um, was actually pretty good. And we had a couple of good trials and you know, I was fortunate at the time to have, and, and the other thing with, with, for me is even in baseball, like I never wanted to be like the guy on the team. I always liked to be the number two guy. And I knew I wasn't, and it was the same in, in the business world. I didn't want to run, be the CEO, founder, CEO of a company, um, because that wasn't my expertise. And, you know, in Toronto, it was Carlos Togato. And, and then I was kind of his wingman. I came to LA and I was Gary Sheffield's wingman for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden I was, when he left, I was kind of thrust to the, you know, kind of like the lead guy. And I didn't like that. So I, I knew enough about myself to say, hey, you know, Hey, I'd love to find someone now that I built this proof of concept. And uh, my cousin, Daniel Kirshner is always, you know, the smartest guy I knew and always had a ton of respect. He was president of Harvard law review, had this great, <laughs> great career. He'd moved out, moved out to LA um, to be the head of corporate affairs at Activision Blizzard working directly for the CEO there. So and he was getting more intrigued by what I was doing and kind of started, you know, give me some advice along the way. And then ultimately exactly nine years ago in, in July of, uh, of 2014, he, he came on board and, and that's when the company really started. He's really 
the backbone of the vision of where Greenfly is today. Um, but you know, my, I guess my my biggest strength was kind of getting in the game and and uh, and knowing enough about you know myself and what it's going to take to build a successful company to to bring people that are much more smarter and experts in in the areas that um, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how you talk about your cousin and Daniel and and of course being so instrumental as your, you know, uh partner and how you talk about your baseball career and always having that person. And what's really interesting here is especially with his pedigree from the business side, you know, it's kind of your idea you were messing around with, right? And and thinking about it. It wasn't like, hey. Sean, come join my my business. It was actually sounds like like the opposite. And 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 what was it that he saw or when you were talking to him that you were doing that got someone like that who tons of opportunities, I'm sure, to be like, hey, I think we have something here. Yeah. So we did a couple, we did a couple trials and you know, even before that, we went to a meeting with, um, you know, I had booked it out a couple months in advance. It was Jeff Shell, who, you know, he was running NBC, basically running NBC Universal, but he had built the Golf Channel and, um, and he was a big Dodger fan. So that's the only reason I think he took the meeting. And so I told Daniel, I was like, hey, why don't you come with me? And because we've been talking for a couple months, he's like, I don't know. You know, you know I, I love what you're doing, but it's a big, it's a big step to, to leave, you know, this great job that he moved out to LA for two young kids and a wife. Um, and so we go to this meeting and, you know, just uh, tell me, tell me what you're working on. You know? So he gave us like 30 minute slot at four 30. And, and so we start talking about it and he's like, you know what? I just want to apologize for giving you guys only 30 minutes. This is a, this is a brilliant idea. And he was <laughs> you know, going on and on. And, and I think not that that one moment, you know, pushed a guy like Daniel, who's very thoughtful and, analytical about everything. Um, but I think that was a, that was definitely a nice little boost to hear someone who had had so much success in this arena, in the sports world and, and media world saying, this is a, this is a tremendous idea. And, and a couple months later, Daniel, you know, made the move and, and, and came on board. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, it's funny how that works where, you know, someone's taking a meeting and obviously you're Sean Green, uh, incredible major league baseball player and you know dodger you got a guy like a dodgers fan and then all of a sudden they take a look and uh it's pretty cool they're like wait a minute holy shit like this is actually really good uh I yeah see. Well, well one thing sorry to interrupt you but one thing to say is you know it kind of works both ways with the former athlete thing i, I think sometimes it's super helpful to get a meeting like that but then on the flip side sometimes people don't take you seriously as someone who's built something that actually is going to be, you know, a great product and, and a useful product for their business. And, and that's something that's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a fine line to walk as to, you know, when it's going to be helpful and when it's going to actually be detrimental. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really good point. I'm sure there's been a lot of opportunities missed um, you know, by people in business because of, of that stereotype or, or thinking. So tell me about Greenfly, the name, give me just the background, the business, what it does, uh, 
go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So Greenfly, the name actually is a, it works great with my name, of course, but it's, it's a baseball expression that was always, everyone in the league always used it. And I, I would imagine still, but it's, it's Greenfly is, is someone who's waiting for autographs, but it's even more so as a verb, it's kind of more relevant to what we're doing. You would say, Hey, could I, could I Greenfly you for, you know, my kid's school auction? You send over a bat, signed bat. And so you kind of use it that way. And the original concept of Greenfly was to send a request for people to create videos for, you know, um, for use on air or online or wherever it was, even kind of pre like the social media boom. Um, and that's, that's where it was. So it kind of started that way. And so what it, what it started as is like, is basically a video Q and a platform, um, that was pretty brief and to kind of give you a little history. So we would gather, the idea was to gather a group of experts with a layer of tech and sell that sell access and the content to, you know, different, different companies. So we, the first paid deal we did was for March madness in like 2015 or whatever it was. And we gathered up like a hundred, a hundred or so very relevant, you know, celebrities, former players for the, the teams in the tournament, like Ashley Judd did a bunch of stuff for Kentucky. Tom Arnold created videos for Iowa. Um, and for example, they were, I was a two seed and they were losing at halftime and, um, they, they sent him a, a request on Greenfly to give him a pep talk. And so they actually put it on air. It was, it was really funny. He was saying, you know, I, I married Roseanne. I bounced back. You guys can bounce back in the second half. And, <laughs> and so there's stuff like that. Christian Leitner for Duke. So we had all this great stuff and it was, it was a, it was a success. And, you know, we, it was our first paid deal. Uh, but it was a pain bringing all these people on to platform. And in the process, because the deal was with CBS and Turner, uh, Maverick Carter and LeBron James. So Maverick reached out to us because he had just launched Uninterrupted and he had just a handful of athletes that were doing that. And that was, they had a deal with Bleacher Report, which was Turner. So they had visibility into what we had built. And when they reached out, say, hey, we want to license your platform. And at first we're like, wait a second, that's competitive. You know, you guys are, that's scaring us. And then the light bulb really went off in Daniel's mind. It's like, well, why are we banging our head against the wall trying to bring all these people on when Uninterrupted is going to pay us to put LeBron and Serena Williams and Gronkowski on Greenfly? And then we said, well, wait a second. You've got every league, all these, everyone has a need um, to, to work with their relationships, get content from these people. And then ultimately it kind of evolves like, forget, we want to get content out of these people's social channels. So really what Greenfly is today is, is, is much more than that, but it, it's, we're the, basically the infrastructure of short form content for almost every, you know, major league around the world. And, and, you know, we're constantly adding new leagues, but, um, so a, a typical league like major league baseball has all the teams on there. They have, um, so a game's going on, they have people using Greenfly, the staff to, to capture content. So if the Dodgers are playing the Mets, they, the Dodgers will have access to all the photos and short form videos. The Mets will have access to that. The MLB will have access to that. And all, everything's tagged. So all the players will get back into the locker room after the game and they'll have all their, their personalized gallery of their own photos and videos. And whatever they share, we track it. So social, uh, so track it on social so the league and team has visibility in how the content's doing. Um, and that's, that's just kind of the, the very basic, but we're able with our new acquisition, which we can get into in a little bit, um, we can read um, sponsor logos. We can, you know, so people get content to broadcast partners. They'll get it to um, brands. If there's a, 
you know, whatever logo in the shot, they can get that content out to the brands. And so it's just automatically, instead of waiting days to get the content or having to bug the team photographer, it's just instant. And everyone who needs to have access has access to that content. Yeah, the funny thing is the Dodgers are actually playing the Mets as we tape this tonight. Um, and I'm not going to ask you who you're rooting for. So um, in any case, the... <laughs> I'm loyal to both. Loyal to both. <laughs> That's right. You're loyal to all the teams now. Um, all four, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the the I, I want to ask you um, before we get into the recent acquisition and in where the business is, as you've mentioned, because it's pretty amazing uh, how how it's how it's grown, and I think it's also pretty amazing just in terms of individual athletes nowadays and their opportunities to grow their own brand, which. We're most likely not around when 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 you were playing, right? And um, you know, my, my my question though, you know, now in 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 terms of of um, Greenfly and in terms of when you were really first getting going with Daniel, was there a time early on where? you know, you specifically remember or a couple times where you were maybe like, you know, maybe this isn't the right business or you had to overcome some challenges. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're, you're starting a business, it's, it's not just a, a very direct path to, you know, what your vision is and where the product, you know, what it evolves to. So yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's tons of times where you know, we're worried about, you know, completing the next raise in time. Um, there's, you know, I think with early on, there was the budgets around short form content were, it, it was, it wasn't a priority, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it was more of a nice to have, um, co- social media was like, yeah, it'd be great. Maybe we could sell some more tickets if we get a little extra on social media. But, and as you know, as well as anyone, the world's completely shifted where that is the focus. and. Mm-hmm. Um, like you look at sports, like the NBA has done an amazing job with their NBA plus app, you know, cause now if you're, if you're a fan in Europe, the, the most likely way that you're consuming content as a 18, a 24 year old is you wake up in the morning and you look at your, your NBA app and, and run through the yeah. content. So now they're monetizing that content. So at first it was, it was just sort of like, yeah, let's get content out. So it's, it's changed a lot, but, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the, the way to be successful in, you know, in the startup world is to build a, a really good product, which is what we focused on. We have our CTOs been here the entire time. He's been here for nine years and we have our core developers have been here the entire time and other people have been here for five or six years that, you know, so that's the key. You build a great product and you get some good customers early on and you listen to them, right? And you see, okay, that's, MLB needs the same thing that the World Surf League needs, that the NBA needs. And you start to hear the same needs and you have a good team that's able to put the product, you know, kind of keep it ahead of the curve. And that's, that's what we've been able to do. And um, you know, we're, we have great partners and great relationship with our partners. And, and I think, uh, you know, that's the key to staying ahead of kind of those, um, those challenges of, you know, sort of falling on your face as a, as a, a tech company. Yeah. You know, talk about, as you had mentioned, recent acquisition and 
that and and the reason being, and then of course, where the business is you believe headed. Yeah, so we just acquired a, an AI company called Miro, and they've been in the space for, for a while and and do a lot in they do a lot in running, like marathons are able to, you know, identify everyone, get so they can get their photos. Um, they actually could identify the shoe brands and different things that people are wearing, which is great. Um, and we've been integrated with them for, for over a year now. And, and they do a lot of the companies that have good AI in whatever kind of, you know, short form content platform or dam or whatever it is, are, are actually often using Miro. Um, it's, you know, usually under NDA, but, um, and so our team, our Marshall Greer, our CTO and Roseanne Hong, our, our head of product have been working closely with this team. And they, they said, these, these people are amazing. They're super smart. Um, they're super innovative and they build great products. And all along, we just kind of said, I would love to, it just makes so much sense to have the AI as a part of our product. It seemed kind of like it could be a standalone, but it seemed like it fit better into our company and, and they agreed. And it just sort of happened um, organically. We've been working on it for uh, several months now, trying to, to, you know, get this to the place that it is now. Um, but I think the cultural fit with their team and ours is a huge part of it. And it's going to, when you're a platform that's core focus is moving content exactly where it needs to go instantly or near, near instantly, you need to have the automated tagging and it opens up so much for us. It opens up brand opportunities to be identified, to identify all the brands. It opens up um, kind of the lower end of the market when you look at, you know, colleges and amateur sports um, because they just don't have the resources that the major leagues have to tag on, to have, you know, a team of people doing things. Um, and it just, it makes the workflow better for all the leagues that we work with. So it, it's a huge thing. And, and it just having AI experts, it also opens up, you know, a lot of potential generative AI opportunities in the future. There's just, it, it was just such a, a crucial piece and we couldn't be more excited about um, having them on our team and, and where it's going to take us. Yeah. I can only imagine that's going to be, I mean, a major driver within the business and, you know, going back to when you were playing and, and going back to, you know, kind of, we were growing up and, and, and watching, you know, sports on, on, on TV. Could you ever imagine even in the, even going back, forget going back to when we were like seven, eight years ago, where sports content, where all of this would be and how players could control, you know, so much of their story. Is it ever, you know, baffle you just like what's, what's transpired? Yeah, I know it's, it's crazy. And, you know, back when I played, it was just, I retired in 07 with the Mets and I had the, the rough 06 ending and the 07 class. Oh, you remember man. that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was tough, but, um, and I think Twitter started, I want to say 07 ish. So it was, you know, it was just getting going and Instagram wasn't even a thought yet. And Facebook was, it wasn't the focus of Facebook was, you know, what it is, what Instagram has become and all that. So I think back then a lot of, and I was one of them, like, you kind of look at if younger players are coming up and they were 
more worried about their image and their followers and all that. They were kind of like, come on, just focus on playing, you know, yeah. stop. And that was the mindset. And that mindset is, is completely gone. But I think it, it took, it took a while to get, you know, those players, even guys that were 10 years younger than me, once they filtered out of the league, um, then now it's so, okay. These guys are all, you know, social natives, right. Um, coming out of, you know, all the, all the kids, everyone playing pretty much is almost grown up with, with social yeah. at this point. And it's just created so much opportunity. It's, it's, it's gotten people that aren't the best players that have great personalities or great stories to tell. It, it gives them opportunities outside the game. It gives them the future of maybe getting into broadcasting that they would have, would have not necessarily had. So it's opened up a lot of doors, I think. Um, and it's also been great for fans to have a more intimate connection. And, and I think, I think it's, it's changed fandom a lot. You know, as I said earlier, if you're in Europe and there's a, you know, an eight hour time difference and you're a huge fan of a league, then you're consuming the short form content most likely. And not to mention we're all, um, we all have major ADD now and, and sitting through nice. games is, is not what it used to be. And, um, so I, I think there's still a lot of, you know, evolution ahead in how, um, and how content is consumed on social. You know, I, I think early on people are like, Oh, let's just throw a broadcast onto, you know, some app that they could watch the full bar broadcast, but like, you know, why are you going to want to watch a broadcast unless you're sitting somewhere um, where you don't have a TV at some type of banquet or something and kind of hide it under the table. But, you know, you want an experience that's fit for social. So I think I'll be interested to see what some of these leagues are going to do. I think certain leagues have even more flexibility, like, you know, the PGA or MLB because of the pace of the game. It seems like there's more interesting things that they maybe could do. I love how MLB is putting the headsets on, on guys. Maybe there's, there's an area to kind of push that out into social more. There's, there's different things to do. And I think there's gonna be a lot of, a lot of new things coming. Anything specifically that you envision, I, I know it moves so quickly, but over the next couple of years that you see Greenfly, you know, really getting uh, or focusing on, obviously with, with the acquisition and the AI, there's, I mean, must be so many opportunities you're, you're thinking about, but any vision you have where you see the business going over the next couple of years? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like the dreamer in the business, but I always have all these like, let's do this, let's do that. And, and Daniel's much more, uh, <laughs> like let's, we got to stay focused on what's working and all that. But no, I think we're definitely going to lean into the AI and, and, and continue to, you know, continue to utilize that in different ways. Like we're able to actually, we'll be able to see what content, the athletes want on there, you know, to receive from the league and things like that. Um, you know, what the brands, what the brands want, like more of that type of stuff, but really our focus in the near term next year or so, maybe even a couple of years is, is we have all these leagues that we work with globally. Now, a lot of them were are newer within the last year and, and it's to, to grow those opportunities um, to the scale that, you know, they want and the scale that we want. And I think that's, you know, there, there's, just, there's a lot there. Um, and you know, that that's, what's exciting for us is what makes us, I think, really unique in the sports tech space is I, I don't know of any other platform that has, you know, you go to, you, you work with a league, we have 
all the league, the teams all on the platform. We have over 95% of the players in most of the leagues we work with on the platform. We have in a lot of cases, the broadcast partners and, and the sponsors. So you get all of those um, different communities all in one space. It creates a lot of opportunity and you know, we're, we're continually thinking through that. We just, you know, we just hired for the first time uh, a CFO, Gabby Loeb is awesome. We just brought in six weeks ago, a CRO, a Marquini, who's been amazing. And he comes out of the, uh, you know, the Coros, you know, sprinkler spread fast space. Before that, he was in sponsorship sales and sports. Mm-hmm. And then we brought a head of, a head of Europe um, for the first time because Europe's a huge growth area for, for us right now, um, who was the head of uh, Meta for EMEA and, and all the sports. And so we, we have all these people now that are, are kind of filling in roles that before it was kind of like the dam with, you know, you asked earlier what, one of the challenges are we just we've been understaffed and so now we're starting to bring these these people in that have the expertise have the relationships have been down this path before in other types of businesses and and uh you know it's kind of a long-winded answer of, of you know kind of where we're at but it, for us it's, it's the most exciting time we've had in, in this business and and uh you know sports are sports are booming you know the economy's kind of has had its challenges but you know sports everyone's watching sports yeah, it's 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 really incredible. Just uh, personally working in, in the sports business for a number of years, and and just seeing it continue to to grow, and especially from the angle of what you're doing with technology, and 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 I, I really think that is where some incredible opportunities lie. That's why. For what you're doing with your platform and Greenfly, I, when you just told me those numbers of 95% of the players and all the leagues all on this one place, that that that's that's pretty amazing. Um, you know, you gotta, especially now. I mean, sometimes, and and your guys played at the highest levels of Major League Baseball, but you gotta pinch yourself sometimes and be like, geez, like look what. I was able to build my cousin here and, and of course all your other employees. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really an incredible ride. Um, and it's, that's the one thing is, you know, when you get out of a sport, you miss the team aspect of it. And so the, that's the, the best part is having great people to, um, to communicate with on a daily basis and solve problems with and all that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, and to, to get a guy, like I mentioned, like to bring in Nick Shaw from Meta, who's, you know, been working with all these leagues and, you know, Daniel's out in, in, in London right now and they go to meetings and, and everyone knows him, everyone respects him. And, and I think like those types, it's, it's for us, it's like, it's like bringing in, you know, a, a David Wright, I, I gotta use the Mets analogies, but it's like bringing a David Wright into your team or, you know, at the, at the all-star at the trade deadline. And, and that's, that's what it feels like to me. So, um, you know, I, I, like, like you said, I, I definitely pinched myself and I'm enjoying it. And, you know, it's, but you know, you're, you're never satisfied as, as a entrepreneur, you want to just keep, keep growing the business. And, and I think one of the scarier things is figuring out, okay, we got, as I mentioned, we got all these people on this platform. We want to make sure we make the right decisions to, to, to create the biggest opportunity, both for them and for us. And so it's, um, you know, I think we've done a good job so far, but it's like, there's a lot of different 
different um, ways to focus our time and attention. And we're still a relatively small team. Um, so it's, you know, it's, we, we just got to continue to, to make good decisions. Yeah. It sounds like you're growing obviously pretty quickly and a lot of good things are happening for you right now and the growth of the business. And, you know, I love what you said. It reminds me of me and my partner, cause I'm more of the, you know, why aren't we, let's do this. Let's go do this. And he's <laughs> yeah. always, he's always like, let's focus. This is what's got us here. This is what we're doing. Um, you know, for you and, and, and Daniel leading the business, you know, for, for right now, um, do you see in terms of, um, you know, as you just mentioned, like making sure that making sure that you're, you're not kind of going off the rails Does does that ever scare you or you know like that hey we're growing so quickly and and all these new things and i have these ideas that you know kind of not to say you're going to mess it up like every entrepreneur but but do you have those feelings and how do you how do you combat those thoughts if you do yeah i mean it, it's easy because it, i think daniel's so level level-headed with the stuff um but i think it, i think it's a good tension to have um is and not that Daniel's not like thinking of all these other opportunities as well, like all ways to expand in this area or that area. Um, but you know, I think it's healthy to have, you know, different parts of an organization, whether it's the board, whether it's advisors, whether it's the executive leadership team, um, kind of pushing each other, like we should focus or we should actually like, you know, acquiring Miro was a big, that was a big leap of faith, faith for us. I mean, it's not, to, to do an acquisition is like, that's a big step. We haven't, yeah. done, any, we haven't done anything like that. Um, and I, and I love that. I think it was, it was the right time and it was the right move and it was a big move. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a balance, but I think that's, that's what makes it fun is you gotta, you gotta take chances and, and, you know, it's in terms of exploring other things to do with our platform. It's like, it's always okay is if we go in this direction, is it a completely different business? Like, then that's, that's a big shift. Like, are we adding something that requires a whole different sales motion, a whole different yeah. like product team? So that's something like that is okay. We have to maybe do a big round of funding and, and go in and add another direction. And that's, you know, that's not where we're at, but it's like, okay, if this is aligned with our, our current vision and direction of our product and direction of our sales motion, and all that stuff, then it makes sense to, to, you know, kind of test some waters out there that maybe are, are a little slightly tangential to our, our, our current offering. You know, when you look at baseball, uh, in business, you know, end game baseball, right. You want to win the world series, uh, as a team. It, have you thought about end game? I, and I know you guys are just starting to really roll but have you thought about where this could go what you envision is it building it selling it is it building it acquiring more just becoming you know the leader in in the space is there have you thought about it, or are you just going day to day yeah i mean it's something i think every entrepreneur thinks about 
and you kind of play, you kind of play that game sometimes where you go off like, Oh, what do you think? Where do you think it's going to end up? But for us, and we, we kind of always go back to, we just want to build something great. And we, we feel like we've done that to a certain extent at this point, but you know, it's, there's, there's so much room for growth and we're just tapping that vein right now. So now's the time we've kind of done the land grab and the product um, building to this point. And now it's like, okay, we got the land grab. There's still more growth out there outside of what we already brought in quite a bit, but it's growing all these accounts and, and showing, you know, the ones that are newer, what these leagues that have been around for a while, what, what they're doing, the amazing stuff and, and getting everyone kind of pulled up to that level. And at that point, um, you know, I think an exit is almost, it's not really, it's often not a strategy. And when it is a strategy, it's usually for maybe the wrong reasons where, yeah. you know, the, it's, there's a struggle and there's like, a, we got to get out. Um, so we want to just keep, we want to keep building and growing and, you know, if someone knocks on the door at the right time with the right kind of price, then we'll entertain that. But like right now it's, we just feel like we're in this big inflection point and it's, it's a matter of executing there and, and focusing and, and the other stuff will take care of itself. Yeah. Before I let you go, a couple last questions. Um, if you were to compare baseball the game of baseball and to business and what are some of those things that you know you learned along the way playing baseball that have helped you in terms of of business yeah i mean that's a great question i think there you know as i started talking earlier it's it's kind of just a game right so um i think it's the biggest thing is, especially as a, in a startup, is bouncing back from from failures or from you know challenges. And you know, I I learned that you know I was a guy my first three years playing in in the major leagues with the Blue Jays. I was you know a terrible slow starter. I hit like I was hitting like two twenty at the All Star break, two thirty, and you know, and then end up hitting close to three hundred, you know, high two eighties. And and it was each time I did that it got easier to know okay yeah and then and all of a sudden by the second or third year it's like oh he's just a slow starter and so it's you don't panic and i think that's probably my in some some ways it's almost i'm almost too even keel and my family gives me a hard time because it's like you know do you have a pulse but I, I had to do that to survive 162 game season and i was a streaky player so that and and it's so similar in, in the startup world where it's like, Oh my God, we're, we're going to run out of money in, in a month. We got to figure this out. Or like, Oh, we lost a customer. Like, and, and you know, or the, you know, there's uh Amazon is down. Oh my God. You know, AWS is down. So there's, there's different things that are going to always pop up and you just kind of have to handle it, deal with the situation and, and move on. So, um, I think that is by far the biggest thing. And, and the other, the other thing is of course, um, building a good team and learning, um, learning to trust your team. So it's, you know, we got, you know, these great people in different areas, great customer success team. We got now with, with Mark that we've added, we've had, we are, we love the leadership and the sales process is getting much more, um, formalized and structured and all that. Uh, our product and engineering. So we have these, these pieces in place 
and you got to trust them. It's like, there's nothing worse than having a manager um, that doesn't let his pitching coach handle the pitchers, doesn't let his hitting coach handle the hitters and all that. And, and that's, if I was ever to manage a baseball team, that's, I would, I, you know, these are the guys I would bring in um, to handle these things. And I would just say, you got the, you got the, the bullpen. That's your job. I'll make the final decision. But, and that's, I think that's the key um, to running a successful business too. Yeah. It seems like that, that has worked for you and Daniel and, and taking that from your own learning experiences uh, in bringing in all, all these folks. I mean, I have to be honest, just doing some more research and reading into it and seeing what you have built. And, and it hasn't been overnight, which I love, but seeing what you've built and where it is right now, um, you know, it's pretty fascinating and, and it's a, a great story. And, and I'm, I'm glad you came on and, and we're able to talk about it. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to see. Uh, and I am sure we'll be reading more and more about your continued growth, you know, with Greenfly and the business, uh, especially, as you said, just with the sports world becoming bigger, bigger, and smaller and smaller from a global perspective. Um, sounds like you've got plenty of opportunity. Yeah, and no, I appreciate it. I, I enjoyed enjoyed talking with you. But no, it's it's uh it's been a fun time and and uh you know, I I'm excited about you know what's ahead and and uh you know hopefully things continue to to roll as they, they have in the last few years. Sure they will. Sean, thanks so much for coming on How Success Happens. Appreciate having you and uh, best of luck um, to you. I hope the Mets win tonight. I know you're <laughs> yeah. uh, loyal to all teams now, but uh, in any case, um, it was great chatting with you. And uh, and I'm I'm sure we're going to be reading about uh, Greenfly for a long time. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate having me.